For those of us that teach and coach, it's always nice to see a past student or athlete. It's a reminder of the work you've done. It's a return on a spiritual investment. My guest today, Tyrone Powell, was neither a student nor an athlete of mine. He was a young coach at another school, but he did work for me about 30 years ago at an event business I was running. I'd like to say I had something to do with helping him along his path to becoming the athletic director at Windward School, a top private school with excellent academic and athletic results, but I'm certain that didn't happen. Instead of a return on spiritual investment, he just made me feel old. I'm a Venice, California-born, Los Angeles-based sports fan, one that has played, coached, announced, and promoted sports my whole life. My love affair with sports started in my own backyard and has led me to this podcast. Thanks to the support of the Amateur Athletic Union in East Bay, I'm excited to bring you Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Hello, Sports Historians. Welcome to episode 23 of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Our guest today is Tyrone Powell, and he'll recall how he made his way to the position of athletic director at Windward School, which is a very high-achieving academic and athletic private school in the Mar Vista section on the west side of Los Angeles. Tyrone oversees the 12 different boys and girls sports at the school, but we at Sports Stories focus on their girls basketball a team that at the time of this recording is ranked number six in the country by Max Preps. Winward has advanced to the California State South Region Finals, and they'll be playing the number one ranked team in the country, La Jolla Country Day School, and that's happening later this week. Now I'd like to uh, welcome the producer of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon, no stranger to girls basketball, the two-time Western League MVP and the all-city first-teamer from Venice High School, Go Gondos, Marley Rice. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm here to remind you that we have a website, if you haven't seen yet, Mm -hmm. sportsstoriespodcast.com. There you can see all of our other um, episodes that we have, all of our archives, and a bunch of cool photos Mm -hmm. and um, other stuff that we have. Um, As well as that, we have, uh, last Friday, we had our first Facebook Live. And how fun was that, Denny? It was pretty good. Um, We expected about 10 viewers but we got a whole lot more we did we reached over a thousand which was actually incredible it's pretty good for us uh especially just launching it and of course that was all driven by our our special guests so we'll have that guest returning as well as a bunch of special guests coming up on that yes don't miss that make sure you follow us on all of our social media sites our facebook our instagram we're posting a lot of cool stuff um and go like and subscribe and leave us some comments and really help uh, help us move forward the show my twitter handle is at sports stories dl like my initials, at Sports Stories DL. And I'm also blogging as often as possible, so hopefully you'll pick up on that. At the same time, we were covering the Sierra Canyon School of Chatsworth and their high-profile boys basketball program over this last month. We started covering the When We're Girls basketball team. We followed as they rolled to the Southern Section Open Division Final and then to the state playoffs. The girls' program has enjoyed a lot of success over the years, and this year is no different. They have a spectacular ninth-grade standout who goes by the name of Juju Watkins. So for those that follow us on YouTube, as we move through the rest of this introduction towards our interview with Tyrone, we'll roll video and images of Juju, an athlete who falls in line with other Windward Girl basketball greats. That would be players like WNBA champion Jordan Canada of the Seattle Storm and the current UCLA star Charisma Osborne. 
Winward was founded by Carl Parsons and Shirley Winward in 1971. That was back when Norman Lear's groundbreaking hit All in the Family was big on TV. Winward presented families with a private education option uh, on the west side of Los Angeles during the time of the Nixon administration. And uh, the school was as much as a hit as was Lear's groundbreaking show. By 1982, the school moved to its current campus on Palms Boulevard, just west of the 405 freeway. Like many private schools in Los Angeles, Winward was able to attract motivated students with a competitive sports program. And to date has won four CIF state titles, seven regional championships, and 15 southern section championships. Winward athletes have moved on to win WNBA titles, NCAA titles, and even gold medals in the Olympics. The Winward home gym, the Lewis Jackson Memorial Sports Center, is also home to their Peak Performance Center, where athletes and students train. Stairs that lead to the second level in that Peak Performance Center are marked with the blocks of the Pyramid of Success, the seminal work of UCLA's legendary basketball coach, John Wooden, who died in 2010 at the age of 99. Considering the success of our guests and the school he directs, and considering how fortunate we are to have access to the Wooden Library, Let's hear from Coach now as he talks about how he came up with the Pyramid of Success. I recalled uh, from the hidden recesses of the mind something that I'd seen many years before called a ladder of achievement. Someone had taken a ladder, five rungs on the ladder, and they'd named each rung of the ladder some particular trait or characteristic that they felt was necessary to get to the top of the ladder where we'd all like to get, even though we might disagree at times on what we consider the top of the ladder to be. So I couldn't use that, but it gave me the idea of a pyramid. I started working on this when I was teaching in high school in South Bend, Indiana, in 1934. I completed it when I was teaching at Indiana State University at Terre Haute in 1948, just prior uh, to going to UCLA. But uh, I won't go into, uh, it'll take a long time to go into all the things. Let me just mention two. The cornerstones for success, in my opinion, to gain that peace of mind without which I don't think we have much, are industriousness and enthusiasm. You have to work hard and you have to enjoy what you're doing. If you, do, if you don't really enjoy what you're doing, no matter how do you think you're working, you're not working as best you're capable of doing. And that's so important. Those are the two cornerstones for success. Now that I've dropped the Sierra Canyon boys basketball team, the Windward girls basketball team, Jordan Canada, Charisma Osborne, Carl Parson, Shirley Windward, Norman Lear, number 37, Richard Milhouse Nixon, and number 12 in your program, the Frosh Phenom, Juju Watkins. He's not only the director of athletics and operations at Windward, he's also the co-director of diversity and inclusivity. So we included him in our lineup of diverse guests. Tyrone, it's time to take the shot. From the 7428 studio in the shadow of LAX, here's my interview with the athletic director of Windward School, Tyrone Powell. All right, let's do this. Go. Here we go, Buck. Let's do it, man. Oh, that was an almost. All right, just clean it up. You know, I'm just going to clean it up. That's it. Now you're in the yeah. bus. Very competent. That's oh, as good. my bad. Sorry. That's as good as, uh, that's as good as MB did. That was a rough one. Those that was a rough one. You don't suck that down. Man. Felt good about the first one. It did. It looked like you were there. So, Tyrone, 
Welcome to the 7428 studio. And um, we're kicking it around a little bit, but I was trying to remember exactly when we first met, and I think you remember it um, a little better than I do. Yeah. Um, man, early in my uh, in my St. Martin of Tour days, way back CYO style. So, yeah, so L.A. Catholic Youth Organization is like 200 schools, and it's you know regionalized to some, to some extent. And, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was uh, hired as an assistant uh, athletic director way back when. I uh, was working for a guy named Steve Boniz, who was the AD. Uh, I go into the first CYO meeting. He can't make it because he was an aspiring firefighter at that point. I go into this meeting. I sit down with you. We are at St. Paul in this what <laughs> yeah. looked like church kind of <laughs> – yeah. I don't even know what to call it. It was like a multi-purpose room. Typical. We sit down at this yeah. table, and you're sitting next to me, and you give me this look like, who are you, guy? And I'm like, oh, Tyrone Powell, nice to meet you. You're like, Denny Lennon, St. Mark's. You know, like you're big, big guy on campus. <laughs> and uh, you're like, oh, oh, is that guy Steve Moniz there? I'm like, oh, yeah, Steve's still there. He's 80. He goes, yeah, that guy, that guy wears a, a, just, a, a, just a ton of sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. He does. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, so Moniz was there uh, uh, for a heartbeat uh, about uh, a little bit less than a year when I was there. And then I became the AD. And okay. you're one of the first guys to call me up and say, hey, congratulations. Oh, nice. And let's knock out a schedule. And, and we did it. And uh, we had this, this wonderful rivalry with you and, and uh, uh, St. Mark. It was never personal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we did beat you in volleyball once. Remember, that was pretty epic. Um, nice. Uh, that's, that's actually, we, we had a pump in by that time. Oh, you guys are crushing, yeah. Yeah. We were all right in, in basketball. Basketball, we were okay. In boys volleyball, we, yeah. we had a pretty good run. We're, what's that, it's like mid-90s probably? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And then uh, uh, that's when I met Big Paul. Yeah, <laughs> who's still rocking the same marks? He's still doing it. He is, um, and it's so funny when I, I, even recently, I was over at the YMCA. I heard these people talking a little bit about St. Mark, and I said, "Oh, you talk about St. Mark," and they were t they was you know complimented and stuff. And I said, "You know, Paul? Sure, we know Paul. You know." And I yeah. said, "I used to coach him when he was in kindergarten." Yeah, and they're like looking at me like I go, "No, all the way through." And um, he used to coach yeah. him when he's little. I go, "He's never little." He's, he's always <laughs> he a big not, dude. He, yeah. was, he was, but he also. Um, he was great at um, when he played uh -huh. in terms of like, man, he could just own a side of the court in basketball sure. or in football or whatever. And I used to use the heck out of him. And then he's deceptively good. Like he would just get sneaky, get by you. Yeah. And uh, he had a little jumper. Yeah, I leaned on man, Paul. Paul's got a lot of airtime right now. I think we're killing it. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Too much. we got to move on. Now, when did you work for Kramer Sporting Goods? Oh, yeah. So I was at Kramer's kind of 90, 98. Okay. 99. And then I left uh, there, started coaching at Loyola, uh, okay. 2000, 2001. And, and when did um, – you, you said I had you uh, working on some of our events, right? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, I was like a kind of a runner-gopher guy for Denny Lennon for a heartbeat. Um, and I wasn't moving fast enough, so I think I, you fired me or I quit. I don't remember <laughs> was why. It, but. Was it uh, for my events? <laughs> Lennon Sports, yeah. Lennon Sports, yeah. Yeah, I was just doing a bunch of stuff on the west side. was okay. picking stuff up from Kramer's, moving it here and there. and. Yeah, okay. man, it was a snip at a time, and you were super great to me. <laughs> We've known fun. each other a long time. Dude. We you have, know, man. It's, it's a been a while. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, and and so it's been fun to watch your rise. Um, so I kind of want to get there. So you were born on the west side? Born and raised in Santa Monica, 7th and Hill Street. 7th and Hill. Okay. Yeah, John Muir, John Adams, Sam Ohio, John my first Muir, two years. John Adams, nice. Then I moved down to Torrance, graduated from South in 91. When did you start playing baseball? Oh man, that was when your main was, sport, right? When I was a little guy. Yeah. So you, did you play everything, and then but baseball was yeah, your, baseball was, was it. I uh, 
Yeah, Santa Monica, um, Santa Monica Little League, grew up mm. playing there, um, had a wonderful opportunity of uh, kind of being mentored on the west side when I first started coaching by Chuck Ice, who's a longtime AD at Chuck Crossroads. Chuck Ice, yeah. Um, sure. Chuck is a phenomenal mentor of mine. When he, I remember when Chuck uh, finally retired being an AD, he, he asked me to go to lunch with him, and we sat down over lunch, and he gave me these two boxes of baseball books that uh, uh, he had read, and they were like crazy like reggie jackson hitting drills and oh, this cool. yellow and green book and it, it was pretty sweet stuff you know it's interesting because you're probably you're just on that other side of what could be available digitally now yeah but it but it isn't and and i'm certainly on that other side so that's why i have some really cool like vintage kind of like wooden books and stuff yeah. that i taught all of my coaches how to coach from in basketball and so forth and and so those sound like those i remember those books i remember yeah. those the Stein, uh, sign-stealing book, which they would never make now, but How to Steal Science. <laughs> the, the Astros put one no, out no, there? A, it's a the irony side, irony side. Um, yeah, so a Westside guy, I, I started coaching in Santa Monica Little League 1989. I was a sophomore. A buddy of mine, Ray, uh, moved out here from New Jersey. He and I met through Parks and Rec in Santa Monica, which I yeah. used to work for way back when. Okay. Uh, and uh, he started coaching. He asked me to coach with him, and, and I, I jumped in. What I've was that moment when you um when you when you knew baseball was your thing? Like, was there a moment there that where you went, like, I love yeah. This sport. So, uh, baseball's always been great to me. You know, I, like I said, I started coaching in '89. My mom died when I was 15 in '89, oh, and that was was really the the connection for me. And and really, you know, uh, they talk about paying it forward. And and uh, I was actually just telling this story uh, at one word a, a handful of uh, weeks ago. But uh, for me, it, baseball's always helped me get by. Hmm. You know, coaching has, has allowed me to create a network, um, yeah. and, and it did even when I was younger. Uh, and, and that's why I'm so big on relational leadership now and, and transformational leadership, really investing in people. Uh, very similar to you, D, you know, just in, in giving back to people because athletics has done so much for me. Yeah, uh, And uh, really something that we try to, to do at Winward as well. Oh, but nice. So I think that moment, D, for me was um, after coaching my first little league team and uh, we got our first win in the first uh, first game of the season, and I remember going crazy. And the director of the league comes over. He goes, hey, man, you know, it's the first game. You got like 25 more to go. You may want to temper yeah. it a little bit. But I remember Absolutely. the kids being so excited, so I was excited. And, and I was in. I was hooked. Isn't that some? Um, you know, you say that, and it was uh, my, my best friend at the time um, was this guy who died, um, you know, just driving late at night. And, um, and I went to his funeral, and uh, I was 19. Uh, but the, that same day, I went in coach St. Mark in a game mm -hmm. and um, I coached against another friend of mine that was a mutual friend and I don't know there was something about the the beauty yeah. of athletics and how at, especially at that youth level how it can just kind of just be pure and about that moment yeah. that we lost ourselves for a little bit just for a second there because it's really difficult to get your mind around death when I was 19 sure. right really difficult but just for a moment to lose yourself in in life and it, and it yeah. was, and it cemented, that was part of what cemented my love, you know, of coaching and just being part of athletics and stuff. Well, yeah. it's been a good run. You're 40 years in. About <laughs> <Not> a few. <laughs> yeah, who's counting? Nobody's counting. Um, what, so what was the uh, the path to um, Windward like? Uh, so you said you were at um, St. Martin Tour for a little while. St. Martin Tours, uh, yeah, and until. Catholic grade school. So that goes up to eighth grade. It goes up to eighth grade. Yeah, 2000. Mm -hmm. Had a wonderful run there. Uh, uh, we we were the, one of the first teams in in the CYO, definitely on the west side, to introduce third and fourth grade sports. I was really proud of that, and we right. we, we built an entire K through eight curriculum at St. Martin Tours with uh, uh, the leadership of uh, uh, Principal uh, Oswald. There, she was fantastic. Okay. Yeah, and then from there, I went to Loyola, two thousand two thousand and one, um, and uh, it was great. You know the the. 
having grown up on the west side and going to Santa Monica, 3,000 kids, it's huge, you know, and going to Loyola and all-boys school is super competitive, as, as, as you're aware. And um, Now, did I think my cousin, Mike Bowley, yeah. would have been just starting there, maybe? Yeah, he was as there. As a volleyball coach? Yeah, he was there. Uh, yeah. I remember meeting him at a coach's, uh, uh, like a coach's meeting or something, and he was super cool. And um, Yeah, and as I shared with you earlier, we had a volleyball void, and we needed to, to find a coach, and I called Bowley right. up, and he's fantastic. So, yeah, so yeah. I went to Loyola for two years. We finished 45-5. and five. We won and, and were you head, head baseball first. coach? I was the head JV coach. Head JV coach. Yeah, and we practiced Great. from six in the morning to seven thirty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember those um, days. It was it was wild. Yeah. You know, we, you learn how to run an efficient practice Don't in an know? hour and fifteen, crushing and, and, it, and to wake your team up because I had that yeah. similar position with both <clears throat> basketball. Uh, yeah, with mostly with basketball when I coached at St. Bernard. It's like you got. If you want the gym, that's right. Because you can go practice outside, and knock yourself out. <laughs> or if you want the gym, it's six to seven thirty. Exactly, or whatever. that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So we made the most of it, and then from there, I went over uh, and coached a, a freshman uh, baseball at Santa Monica High School for a year. Hmm. Um, and one of the kids was not a kid now; he's a grown man. But he just became the pitching coach at Samuel High. He was our JV guy last year. Nice. Um, yeah, he's he's at Samuel High. It's fantastic, Joe McGrew. Um, and the McGrew family I'm really close to. And then from there, uh, uh, Steve Smith. Um, was he then uh, the athletic director? Steve at, at was Windward? the athletic director mm-hmm. at Winward. Yeah, he took a he took a flyer on a, a JV baseball coach and a freshman baseball coach <laughs> and gave me the reins uh, to run the program. And, and I did that uh, through 2016. Okay. All right. So, um, Steve, I knew because I remember um, when Winward – so I know it was like established in like 71 or something like that. That's but right. It certainly came out on my radar when they hosted. It was either a tournament or some kind of skills. That, and Steve was there. And I was really impressed with what a good coach he was. Yeah. And he really liked the girls that I was bringing over to the school. Um, you know, my basketball team. He was like, whoa, we got a few good players. Sure. And so we. So that's, that's where I met him. And I want to say that was, you know, early 2000, maybe yeah, even Steve, before that. Steve got there right around 2000. Okay. Uh, and it coincided with the remodeling of the gym. So I think it is about 2000. That's right, because the gym was beautiful at that time. Yeah. Did Winward get named for the street? Or No, named after Shirley Winward, the, one of the Last co-founders. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, Winward was founded by Carl Parsons and Shirley Winward. Okay. 71. So um, the had they had much of an um, athletic program before? Uh, like uh, uh, up until Steve Smith got yeah, there? Yeah, so Gail Holmes uh, Gail is Holmes, the right. – uh, she was the AD, was a volleyball coach there for a long time. Uh, Gail won the first CIF championship at Winward oh, cool. in girls volleyball. I should remember the year, but I don't. Oh, yeah, um, cool. Hopefully Gail doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, Gail was a longtime coach there, a longtime AD. She won a championship there. Um, we had uh, um, Jenny Johnson, who's now Jenny Johnson-Jordan. Sure. She's one of the retired athletes in volleyball. It's fantastic. Her yeah. daughter goes to, I'm not going to say the words, but uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got him. Yeah, he's 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 on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Gail Holmes, and if I'm not mistaken, she played a little bit of pro beach volleyball, and I think she would have been – like, I don't know that she made, this, you know, like the championship games where I would have announced her on TV and stuff, but I do remember calling her name, and that's kind of how I knew her when I was sure. WPV. And then Jenny Johnson was a really good player. Absolutely. She was like Yeah, Gail, um, Gail played at UCLA. Uh, okay. She, yeah, she coached – she's volleyball. She coached some softball. One of her daughter – uh, Hannah went through there, uh, played at Tulane, played beach at Tulane. Uh, it's fantastic. So yeah, so so athletics at Winwood were, they were they they're, were they're, there. They're, they're, uh, and okay. then Steve came in, and and uh, you know I think what Steve did was he added a level of professionalism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, elevated expectations and standards. Um, and 
you know, really from there, when when Steve transitioned out to go back to the WNBA, mm-hmm. which was a passion of his, um, Vanessa Nygaard, who was, uh, who is currently our girls basketball program lead, she's also a uh, senior associate AD. The athletic department was transitioned to the two of us, and we since then have uh, really okay. placed an emphasis on parity and, and equity and uh, elevating, oh, no doubt about it. Girls that, sports. Um, so at current, I think this is probably right school because you have a middle school as well. We do. Yeah, so you have 44 teams. Um, that's a lot. And so it's some 30 to 35 part-time coaches. Um, and I think when people that are outside of high school athletics, they just kind of focus on the team their kid might be on or the team they're following. Sure. And so when they see the athletic director, they don't think much beyond sure. the, the Hallmark team. But sure. you have 44 teams and 35 coaches to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's like it's it's a business. It it definitely is. You know, we are definitely in the customer service business. <laughs> uh, we are in the relational leadership business, um, and we are intentional every single day about culture. D, mm-hmm. uh, culture to us matters. It's the most important thing, mm. aside from the safety of our kids, that we can do. Um, you know, committing to each other uh, to yeah. be transparent and communicative and respectful, um, and uh, you know. What was important to Vanessa and I as we stepped in, and then we built a leadership team uh, rounding out with Francis Jones, who mm-hmm. was at the time our cross-country and track coach. She's now settled into leading our track program. Richard Brisker was a longtime Winwardian, been coaching at Winward longer than Steve, actually, mm. uh, before Steve was there. Yeah. Um, and, and Richard fills in a lot of voids for us. And then Ben Thomas, who handles our middle school stuff uh, and is our girls' soccer program lead. So that's really the leadership team. And we um, – you know, it's our job to divide and conquer and, and support all the program leads and coaches that we have. And it's a lot. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a ton of work, but we... It is a ton of work. We, uh, we wouldn't ask for another job. And, that, and, and that, that work, you know, continues on until 10 and 11 at night because calls come in. Absolutely. And it starts at 7 every morning. You don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Frances lives on the street. Yeah, she not. does, right yeah. down the so, road. So, um, she was part of the uh, midfield. And also, Denny would not know any much about that because I did most of it. <laughs> yes. So, it's, you're it's, right. It's he a does fair not point. Know much about I, was, that. I was shaking babies and kissing hands. <laughs> That's it. Um, there you go. So, Winward does emit this kind of uh, family with the administration and the coaches so because they tend to stick around a long time. And I think, like, as even when I went there when I was far back with St. Mark up through my most current position, um, I just saw the same faces. And sure. it was nice. Lo- loyalty is important to us. It's, yeah. it's really important to our head of school. You know, uh, Tom uh, Tom has been the head for, for a long time, and he is, is super supportive of athletics, really mm. believes in a sense of community and, and wanting to make sure that people feel supported and happy at Winward. Isn't it? Um, uh, it's, it's one of the great great values of sport is that um it's that different way of being able to connect with a, a young person mm-hmm. um it's a particularly great way for like a teacher to go see their student in their environment sure. that's important to them and just putting all those pieces together it's it really feels good there's a good spiritual investment that comes back around yeah well we're also committed to education-based athletics you know you, using athletics as a your kids got to go to class to teach yeah, to teach you those life <laughs> lessons and, and really challenging scholar athletes to to find those places yeah. where uh, they can use Winward to develop their whole self. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things uh, I talked to you about was I, I saw you recently, and I was watching um, your girls' basketball program. Now, this isn't to diminish 
your boys on any level because they're really strong. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, they're in the D1. Your, your boys' basketball team is going to be in the Division One championship game. The only thing higher than that is the Open Division. That's so, correct. That's crazy. We almost beat we, – we were in the game was here at Canyon at Northridge. We were I in, saw it. We were I was there. And, uh, yeah. I was, was there. A, it was a great game. Uh, it was, uh, they were a little worried. They were worried. For sure. Well, they just got off a plane from Massachusetts. <laughs> um, but um, That's right. That uh, I've always been so impressed with the level of play of the – of, of the girls program and also the commitment you make to the girls program. And I think you share that with Sierra Canyon. They make a commitment to their girls program and their middle school program, just like you guys do. Sure. And, um, and that's really impressive because a lot of schools, you know, just kind of bank on just one sport here or one sport there. And usually boys win that, win that battle, but that's not the case at Windward. It's, it's, there's, it's equitable. Oh, and that's important to us. Yeah. Um, and, and not just, you know, girls basketball has done a phenomenal job. Vanessa and I guard yeah, Vanessa's is, really is coach. an <laughs> she, exceptional coach. She's one really of the best in the country. I, yeah. I would, uh, I would uh, uh, really challenge the people to, yeah. uh, you know, to question that point. She's an incredible coach and we've seen it time and time again in terms of preparation and game management and adjustment uh, and really creating a program that is college preparatory. Yeah, and uh, you know it's important if that's in our tagline that we indeed do that uh, uh, across the board. And she also played the game at the highest level, the Absolutely. WNBA, and coach at and the so, highest level, and, and coach at the highest level. So she knows how to scale it back to there. And and so you've had a number of girls that have done particularly well, and that's really a tribute to the you know the system you set up, but to Vanessa because I've watched her um, from when I think she first assumed that position, and I was like, uh oh. Yeah, because Steve had it rolling, but then I was like, "Uh oh, this is yeah. this is going to go up even even more." This, she is really good, and at the time I had, um, it, you know, I, I, I witnessed her, and then when I took a, what I thought was a pretty decent team from Archer in there, not bad. We were good for our division, and we went in, and my girl was particularly good. Her name was Maya, and um, I had no idea what Jordan, Jordan Canada <laughs> oh, was like. Well, yeah, ball, Jordan Canada. Could, Maya couldn't get the ball across half court. Wait, but we were up and it, four we, zero. Oh, I did. The beginning <laughs> we, we of the game, out, we went up 4-0, and I called a timeout, and I took a picture. We took a picture of the, of the scoreboard, and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to save this because when it, when it's fifty two to four, yeah, uh, I'm going to look back. Which on it this. was. At halftime, for sure. Um, so I wanted to name a few few players because it's it's pretty impressive. So Jordan Canada, like what was she number two pick in the draft or something? Or something three? like that. She's incredible, unbelievable. Uh, Charisma Osborne. She, I, I hear she's going to be. She's crushing it. She she's uh, killing it. UCLA right yeah, now. Yeah, right? she just had back to back games where she's high score. I believe she she's really strong. So she's going to be a top. Um, is it Kaya Corona? Kaya Corona, Dartmouth. She's a Dartmouth. Yep. Uh, India Otto. USC. <laughs> You're doing well here. Asia Marrero. Asia Marrero. Really strong. She um, uh, was at Winter for a couple of years. Yeah. She, uh, her family moved from the Orange, from Orange County uh, up to the marina. Okay. Her dad got relocated and uh, um, yeah, they, they, they came up from modern day. So she's at uh, NYU now. And yep. by the way, I'm talking only from 2017, 2018, and 2019. So this is just the last three years. Yeah. Uh, Jules Bernard's at UCLA. Sela mm-hmm. Kay is at Bowden. Um, and then who else we got? Alyssa. Alyssa Ramlotion. Yep. Um, she's at Occidental. And Jordan Sachs is at Oberlin. So, I mean, you're sending. You've got a handful of other kids that are. you got a handful of other kids that are at Oberlin. you got uh, uh, the kid that graduated from Oberlin. Um, yeah, we, we, look, we've been really fortunate. Well, what's your and, enrollment? Uh, and so we. According to the CIF Southern Section, as you know, yeah. we're two different schools. Right. Right? We have a middle school yep. separate than our high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about 370 students in the upper school. Yeah, it's, 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 it's intense that you, you do that well with them.
Uh, Denny never knows when to go to commercial. So here it is. Vámonos a Casa Blanca. Vámonos a Casa Blanca. Casa Blanca is a proud sponsor of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Marley, do you know uh, where Casa Blanca is? Totally know where it is. It's on the corner of Lincoln and Rose in Venice, California. That's where the restaurant is, but you know it's like a place in the world. It's in North mm. Africa. Mm-mm. Nothing. Mm-mm. Hmm. Did you? Uh, it's a movie. Did you know it's a movie? No, it's a brunch place. Ingrid Bergman. The tortilla lady. Humphrey Bogart. The margarita man. Ooh, wow. So head on into Casa Blanca, the restaurant, and mention sports stories with Denny Lennon to either Carlos Senior or Carlos Junior. And get a free dessert. Casablanca and Sports Stories, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Vámonos a Casablanca, la comida para la familia. Vámonos a Casablanca, vámonos a Casablanca. All right, Denny, you can continue your interview with the athletic director from the Windward School, Tyrone Powell. I wanted to also bring up, you you do well in other sports, of course, uh, but Mia Parker... I knew um, when she was little, and yes. what great family, great and family. she's unbelievable, and her sister is, is is doing really well out there. Yeah, um, well, Mia's fantastic. You know, Mia. Uh, I remember she came to us, and she uh, she got to Windward, and you know, softball for us. We struggled. We had a fantastic coach in Debbie Skaggs for a handful of years. Uh, we were able to get her to uh, step into the program, and Mia came and looked around the first day, and she said, this is different. And, you know, for her it was, but she was able to make the most out of the experience. She and and uh, uh, Ivy Hobson, who uh, uh, were exceptional softball players. And at the us. time I uh, was athletic director, but I was also the head coach over at Archer, and when they came to Archer – and we beat him, and we had you and I hadn't talked for a while. Did you think it was inappropriate I called you the next day to say I won? That doesn't surprise me, dude. <laughs> I thought it might have been inappropriate, but all right. Um, so there's something interesting here since its founding. So Windward has won four state titles, seven regional titles, 15 Southern Section titles. I hope this is all right. Um, the Wildcats, 121 league titles. All right. So former Wildcats have won WNBA championship. NCAA titles, been drafted by the NBA, WNBA, and MLB, participated in the World Cup, and won gold medals in the Olympics. Sounds about right. Isn't that so? I mean, wild. can you, sp- I, I, I don't, you know, not all of it, but speak to some of it. Like, that's, that's intense. That's really, that's, yeah. that's something to be proud of. Well, you know, to me, what it, what it says is it really tells a story of how supportive our head of school and administration mm-hmm. are of, mm-hmm. of athletics. And, and beyond athletics, you know, if we looked at, the alums, you know, that have been, um, that have received accolades in uh, the arts, you mm-hmm. know, in, in, in music and, and film, the list would be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and fortunately, I have the opportunity to uh, help move the dial on athletics. But it, really beyond that for me, the, it's, it's being in a place that is supportive of the whole child and really wanting them to, to feel uh, supported in every level. And that also speaks to the level and commitment that our program leads and coaches put in, you yes, know, and, and the buy-in that our scholar athletes have put in for a number of years. And, you know, one of the things I, I would say the key thing that Steve Smith um, sold and, and we really believe in is the theory of vertical integration. Mm-hmm. In, in looking at that middle school, while according to the CIF, there were two separate schools, using that middle school as a vehicle uh, to, to build within. And, 
you know, as someone who's worked in independent schools yourselves, you know, it's 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 there are more spots in the middle school than there are getting students in in the upper school. And using that middle school as a vehicle to get students in and, and attract them it makes a ton of sense. In the middle school, <clears throat> people don't understand um, that that are outside of it um, requires a lot more of your attention sometimes because the parental involvement is more passionate because for a lot of them, mm-hmm. this is their first entry Absolutely. With, with their children. If they didn't, I've I always found that the celebrity or ex collegiate or pro players, mm-hmm. they were fine. They understood what the process sure. was. It's the ones who didn't necessarily play who now their child is playing on the team sure. that need every question answered and every day has to go great. Yeah. And right. And so that requires a lot of your attention to mentor the parents through this process to understand like, okay, this is going to take a while. doesn't all, yeah. yeah. Well, we often find in, in, and this is where independent schools, in my opinion, and, and public schools differ, right? In, in the independent school, our job is to educate everyone, mm-hmm. right? To, to bring everyone up to, um, the level of, of, um, um, the level of information required to be successful yeah. and, and setting the appropriate boundaries where maybe uh, in a public school, I was just talking to one of the coaches at Samuel high. They were like, we're not talking to you, <laughs> yeah. you know, to an adult. Just, we don't need to speak to you. <laughs> right. And if you want to speak to me, then you're going to have to do these things. You know, for us, we're in the business of having conversations and communicating. And there are some things of course, that we have our coaches, you know, put boundaries on like playing time. We're not, going into conversations with parents about playing time right. or we're not going to speak to parents about other people's right. kids. But, yeah. but really yeah. the, 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 the conversation around this is what it means to be successful, it, it's part of our job to educate. I always felt like I could have had a, a, a just a hilarious routine if I would have saved some of the comments and emails that I got from some parents. Oh, for sure. Yes, we I understand you're not going to discuss anyone, but uh, anybody else. But Susie sucks. And my daughter said, just yeah. some of the things that would come back, yeah. I used to just get a kick out of that. I said, okay, look. Yeah. <laughs> Let's we, not talk about anybody else's kid. Okay? That's right. Yeah, we have a couple files that we uh, that we've hold, held on to. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, the, the, you know those, those conversations, right. right? Without names, obviously, we remove names, and then we we've uh, removed some names on a couple resumes where, you know, they've they've applied for the job, and it mm-hmm. says like, hey, um, you know, Tyron, really interested in working at fill in the blank, but it doesn't say one word. So it's like, oh, okay, you're out. Yep. Well, we're going to keep this just for later. Just I used to get a handwritten one. The same guy. Some, some guy would send it in, handwritten one, yeah. every year, and then he finally he'd mail it in. And I was like, wow, this guy doesn't give yeah. up. Snow and then mail. one year it came in and by fax. And this was, and this was like two years ago. That's so awesome. This guy's on it. Um, and he's got his Blackberry. Tell me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> tell me a little bit about coaching celebrity kids and the challenge there security special arrangements this is certainly something that's in kind of like you know it's in the public space now uh, in particular with sierra canyon because with lebron's child and, and Dwayne wade's child but beyond that they have a bunch of other um and that they have seemed to em- embrace that side and winward certainly has had their share of high profiles and and does it require extra efforts on your part or no you know our head really believes in having students experience when we're the way when we're meant to be experienced. Okay. Um, and so we haven't really had situations like that, you know, maybe one offs or two offs, but yeah. um, nothing to the level that that's going on with those cats. Like your boys game supposed to be at Sierra Canyon, <laughs> but they're going to sell out 
what what seats maybe fifteen hundred or something, uh-huh. and then they sell out this three thousand seat venue over yeah. at, at Cal State North. And we had more students there than they did. You did, yeah. And your, our, your boys were going sec- nuts. They were, they were having a good time. They were having a blast. Our student section was fired up. They didn't yeah, have a were. student section. At no, they didn't. They were actually on a, a Sierra Canyon Ski Week. That's what it was. <laughs> you know, I promised myself I wasn't going to say that. I have some footage of that if you want it <laughs> That's, from the Windward you're, you're, guys. You're, you're like that school up north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about um? Now, tell me a little bit about football. So uh, I found I found this interesting because I think you guys were one of the more true-to-yourself schools uh-huh. to properly evaluate football, in, in particular in that league Absolutely. that had Paraclete and Sierra Canyon, who were, who were powerhouses. Absolutely. Right? And then you, you guys were really moving in the direction of being an eight-man team and, and forced to be in the league with them. And so then that presented some, some, some difficult times. Yeah. So we had won back-to-back championships in eight-man against Excelsior, uh, two incredible football games. Uh, and then there was the decision made that we felt like that transition into to the Gold Coast man. League to 11-man made sense. Um, and so we jumped into it. Hmm. And I'm really not sure, you know, I, I'm really not sure all of the workings there because at that time I was um, just – the baseball coach. Mm. But as we went through a couple seasons of 11, it was clear to us as we looked across the sideline and saw 30, 40 kids on Paraclete sideline, 20, 30 kids on Sierra's Canyon sideline, we were up against it. Yeah. Uh, and so we we went to a, a, a lengthy evaluation process and then ultimately decided to move back to Amen. And it's been great for us. It's It's... It is appropriate level of football competition for Winward. And what, um, again, to those outside of it, <clears throat> the real currency for you staying in the league is for the top part of the league of any particular sport. They want you in there because it creates another spot that gets to the playoffs. Absolutely. So if you can go from a five to a six team league, four to a five, that makes a big difference. And I got caught up in that when I took over at Archer. They were in the Gold Coast League for no apparent reason. I didn't get that. I never understood why with mm-hmm. no facilities and no athletic culture, why you would be in that league. And uh, I came up, and one time I realized my basketball team was in there with the number one rated team in the country, the defending section champions, the yeah. number one team ranked in the state, and us. And I, and I was like, in what world does that work? We don't have a gym. Yeah. Right. And so I felt like you guys kind of found yourself in the same football situation. You're like this there. The, the levels of play are completely yeah. different. Well, the, the Gold Coast Conference, right, which is what it once was. Alpha Delphic used to have a lot more. Used to, yeah. And and then that disbanded right, right around the time that we were making the move. Uh, and then it, it left the Gold Coast League with what it was. Mm-hmm. We're going to full schools leave. Uh, and so. In the Gold Coast League, it's a challenge, you know, for a school like Winward to go up against Paraclete. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and, yeah. you know, it wasn't an easy decision. And, it, you know, and we're definitely not close to, um, you know, transitioning back to 11-man if, if that makes sense for us. You're, um, this year, your girls basketball team, which we've been at last couple of games and following, right? Yep. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch. The way they share the ball, the way they get after yep. it on defense—it's just—it's beautiful. It's beautiful basketball. I'm particularly impressed with the with the ninth grader, um, Juju Watkins. Yeah, she can play some ball. She plays all parts of it. Yeah, right. She she like she handles the ball well, creates her own shot, passes the ball well, and then plays great defense. Um, I'm just curious where you come down. Like you've seen a number of good players. Do you think what's your what's your thoughts on her? Juju's fantastic. Right. 
She is athletic. She's tough, mentally yeah. tough. Uh, she has a level of grit to her uh, uh-huh. and a, a level of savvy that, that really you don't, you don't see often uh, from a freshman. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's one of the best freshmen that, that one would seen. It's outstanding. In a long, long time. Outstanding. A long, and long you, time. And you made it to the um, Open Division Championship game. We did, yeah. Vanessa uh, worked her magic. You know, we uh, we dropped a game against Sierra Canyon, a close one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were two times. We were we're <laughs> really worried about. Uh, they were really worried about us. You know, we we had them uh, forced uh, mm-hmm. um, forced them up against it, and uh, you know uh, they, they they pulled it away, and and then that for us was a moment for. Uh, our team to reevaluate and and uh, uh, and Vanessa's moved the dial with the girls forward and we're in a great spot. How are we looking on? Uh, we'll be there uh, tomorrow night. That's tomorrow be... night, five o'clock, Long Beach Pyramid. We'll, uh, we'll be there. Uh, awesome. You're feeling good about this matchup with Modern Day? Have you seen them? Have you seen any of Modern Day play? I've watched a little bit of film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm an account administrator on Huddle for both. Uh, mm. Well, for all of our sports, and so. Uh, the coaches have me uh, shared on video clips, so I okay. I sneak a peek That's and fair. throw That's my fair. two cents in, and Vanessa and Colin shoo me away. <laughs> they go, thanks. Yeah, thanks. appreciate that. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, interesting things I found that when we're <clears throat> sometimes, well, at least in this case, they operate like a, a Catholic school, and they found you were competent at running the athletic department, so they made you the um, in charge of the operations crew as well. D- director of operations, <laughs> director of athletics, co-director of inclusivity and diversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teach a senior long leader ca- leadership capstone, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> look. I'm doing it. I, I, uh, I was sharing with you the other day when I when I got to St. Martin's. I uh, way back when I got called in by Oswald, and she said, "Listen, Steve's leaving. Here are the keys. Uh, typing classes tomorrow at 8 a.m. Uh, kindergarten P starts right. at 9:30. Uh, good luck." The ball sheds up. The ball sheds up the up the hill. They did the same to me at St. Mark. Right. It's like, yeah, well, Harry is our coach. You can teach PE. <laughs> oh, wait, you're our athletic director. We'll coach the girls too. Uh-huh. And then pretty soon it was like, do you have a tie? I go, no. no. <laughs> well, if you wore that, you could then teach uh, history, and you could be our. And I just okay. Yeah. At some point, at some point, I have yeah. to say stop. Teaching yeah. computers and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was wild. So um, I hope you're ready to take a quiz. Oh man! Well, it's it's a kind of a quiz, but it's I'm also do, rapid fire. I'm gonna do my best. Okay, I'm gonna do my best. And, and we got spot. a few. Um, who um, is the best opposing player you think you've ever seen in uh, boys basketball? First, since we're in basketball season, the best mm-hmm. opposing player that I've seen in boys basketball. One mm-hmm. word. Well, you know, we had this huge thing, this uh, huge Twitter experience game when Jules Bernard was a senior mm-hmm. and Sharif was a senior. Mm-hmm. He had gone to Crossroads at that point. So I'm gonna say Sharif. Nice. Um, who would you identify as one that exemplifies being a teammate on a windward team? Got an athlete that you said, now that's a good teammate. That's who I want on my team. Uh, that's a that's a great that's a great question. I would say Jordan Canada mm. and Austin Webster. Nice. All right. I like they get shout outs. Um, most memorable comeback you can remember coaching baseball. Oh, easy one. We are in my first year in 2005. We go out to play Oakwood. Um, we go out to this park in the middle of North Hollywood. Oh, I know that it. has no fence. Yes. I know it. And no, it, the backstop's like 20 the backstop feet is you. two miles behind the plate. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there is no mound. <laughs> it was bananas, and we get off the bus, and Oakwood proceeds to get us out one, two, three in the first. 
They come up at the bottom of the first, and they score 10 runs. Ooh. And I'm thinking to myself, are you freaking joking me right now? So I take our starter out, put in a kid, uh, uh, Greg Marmoreau, who was like 6'6", and all he cared about was flat ground. Greg's going to watch this. He's call me. In. So uh, uh, all he cares about is flat ground. It's the most important towel drill, coach, towel drill, flat ground. We put him in with no mound. He freaking mows down Oakwood. We roll, come back, and we beat him something like 21-10. Nice. We get on the bus, and I remember telling those guys, you know, for me it's, it's really about uh, – it's a marathon, right? Like wins are secondary and the experience and all that. And I remember saying – if we would have lost that game, you all would have been really, really upset because <laughs> I would have been really upset. Um, one of the things we talked earlier about uh, Mike Boley, um, and my son played for him, won two CIFs with him. Uh, but one of the things he always does is the first practice of the year, he, gets, he tells them it's that final bus ride of the year. That's what we're playing for. Yeah. And he talks about that bus ride home after winning the CIF title. Yeah. Like, and that's what he gets in their head right away. And they take that bus everywhere. They go down everybody on the team's block, oh, you know, wow. and then that's the cool. neighbors come out and get crazy that's and they're awesome. dancing and getting silly. But he puts that in their mind right there. And I just, <clears throat> it immediately made, just gets me chills when I think about some of the bus rides. Sure. They're the best, man. They're when you have best. a comeback like that and you jump on that bus, it's the best. Yeah. You know, the bus ride that stands out for me, um, so we used to have this tradition where at the end of the season, and we started in my first year, at the end of the season, regardless of how far we went, we'd go back to Windward and the seniors and I would go to the field and we'd stay on the field for as long as they wanted to stay mm. there. Uh, and, nice. you know, it was nice. It was great. Uh, and so two bus rides for me really stand out. In 09, we um, um, arguably our best team in 09, and we lost in a semifinal. Uh, a senior, and alum who's actually working in Windward right now, Gave up a, a check swing, two home, two run home run in the mm. wind, um, and uh, uh, that bus ride. You know, we were heartbroken on the field. We got back on the bus. Uh, these guys had missed their senior trip to Seattle and Vancouver uh, because of baseball yeah. playoffs sacrifices. Uh, sacrifices. And uh, we got back on the bus, and by the time we pulled out of the parking lot, there was this like camaraderie and uh, a connection that. You know, they made some calls to their buddies in Vancouver, and then they were off to In-N-Out, and we were off to the field. <laughs> nice. And we stayed there. I, you know, I think we stayed there until something like 11. Uh, and then in 2016, my last year, we were on the field until 2 in the morning. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Nice. It was great. And a good stop through, like, an In-N-Out or something like that. Oh, that goes. Yeah, that, 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 that yeah. goes. Yeah. It's not uh, like dropping 600 bucks at In-N-Out. <laughs> no, how the hell that's possible. <laughs> Especially with the boys team, you will. All right, um, you ready? Here we go. First pet you ever had. Oh, yeah. Uh, parakeet. I named it Durf. It's Fred backwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First car. Uh, easy. A, a Ford Escort XLT. Bought it myself. Ooh. Busted my butt. Ooh, there was no back seat. Talk about that. That's another conversation. Favorite sports team as a kid? San Francisco Giants. Will Clark. Nickname as a kid? Mine? Mm hmm I had all sorts. Uh, pudgy. <laughs> okay. T. I don't know. T. Yep. Um... Favorite board game? Scrabble. I was hoping you were going to say something. I was hoping you would not say Monopoly because everyone has said Scrabble. Monopoly. I like Scrabble, but I was hoping that you had played Stratomatic as a kid, but I don't know if you ever oh. did. It's the best baseball game ever. I'm it's, familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, I say Scrabble because my wife is like a doctor degree. She's super smart, smarter yeah. than me, and I beat her. The very first time I played Scrabble, I beat her, <laughs> very and fun. I hold on to that. And she has kicked my <laughs> rear end ever since, <laughs> every time. What's your uh, favorite main dish? 
Oh, man, that's a great question. My mother-in-law makes some knockout lamb chops. Ooh. And before I married into um, into my Armenian family now, I had never enjoyed lamb. Oh. She'll make a lamb chop, and I am all in. Okay. I might have plans. She's making that. I'm canceling. You're in. I'm on my way. Well, how about favorite dessert? That's a that's a good one. Uh, yeah. I would say I would say ice cream. Favorite movie? Stand by me. Favorite musical group? Zach Brown Band. Favorite author? Grisham. Nice. Favorite pro athlete? Uh, current or anytime? That's tough. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Will the Thrill. I, lo- I love those connections from because it means so much to you and your kid. Yeah. Oh All man, right. Will the Thrills. Yep. Um, Iconic. Where did uh, where did you meet your wife? A house party on Greenwood in Mar Vista. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> A pajama jam. We, we know how it deal. goes at Greenwood. Enough <laughs> well, to no good at Greenwood. Uh, what was your first date? Uh, first date was um, we went to the Broadway Barn Grill in Santa Monica. It's no longer there. Mm. Yeah, and we. Um, I brought her an apple. She just started student teaching, and hmm. I was in. She couldn't say no on my birthday. Nice. Come on, that's pretty solid. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite word? Favorite word? Mm-hmm. Grit. Nice. You have a favorite quote? Um, do what you have to do when you have to do it. Do the best way you can. Do it that way each and every time you have to do it. I like that. All right. Um, <clears throat> now comes. We are the uh, 1980s connoisseur show okay. of record. All right. So I mean, and that. Pretty much does not come Galaga, from Marley or Sienna. No. It pretty much, pretty much comes from me. So, got it. Um, I'm going to give you a choice to take a quiz on three different iconic series. Kay. One would be the Waltons. Nope. Okay. Another would be Magnum PI, the original one. What's the other one? Uh, with the White Shadow. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I'm going to go Magnum PI. Good. Good. Choice. Good choice. And don't let Marley tell you the answers. All right. I, I cheat sometimes. So what? Um, so, you know, he was a private investigator living in Hawaii. Yes. Right? Um, this ran from 80 to 88 on CBS. And um, it's a number one ranked show by Sports Stories with Denny Lennon of all time. <laughs> I say all of this because Tom Silik will sit in that chair someday. Love it. Okay. Uh, what branch of the military did Magnum serve in? I'm going to go I'm going to go Navy. Very good. You're off and running. Great. Um, she didn't help me. I what did, um, I did not help him. <laughs> he went to the Naval Academy, and he played two sports there. Can you tell me what two sports he played? Football and basketball. Boom, you're nailing him, hopefully. What <laughs> war did Magnum fight in? Unclear. <laughs> that seemed like I was trying to give you a clue, and I was not. No. I <laughs> Do you know what war he fought in? No. Vietnam. Um, can you name any of his friends that uh, he made in Vietnam that were on the island with him uh, doing his shenanigans? I cannot. They're like TC, Rick. Oh, I remember TC. I didn't know that yeah. he was a friend. Of um, there was a major domo. should have just said TC. There was a major domo that uh, oversaw Robin Masters' estate. That's where he, he lived, right? I remember that. Do you remember yeah. who that was? No idea. Higgins. <laughs> Remember Higgins? Yeah. Higgy baby. We should have done Hunter. Higgins baby. The, the Hunter, Ooh, I would have crushed it. Oh, Fred Dreyer? Hunt, yeah, oh man, I was Dee Dee McCall? I would have been in, yeah. Okay. I remember I remember staying up to watch that before Saturday night's main event back in the day. Oh, <laughs> sick. Yeah, I liked Hunter. Okay, I'll, I, if I would have known, I would have brought that in. Oh, well. You, you did pretty good. Hey, uh, thanks for being on this. Of course. I'm glad we're buds, and uh, and it's fun It's fun to do this, and we'll, uh, we'll get it out, and you'll let your kids know, and they'll Appreciate get to know you, you a little bit better. Appreciate yeah. you, Dee. Right Thank on, you. buddy. Thanks, Tyrone. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Coming up next week on Sports Stories with Denny Lennon, 
Wait, Wait a we second. save that for yep, Facebook yep, Live. Yep. Join us tomorrow, guys, on Facebook, where we go Facebook Live at five for a little happy hour with Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Absolutely, I will say though, one thing we're working on currently is um, this project that's going to be called Madison Two Twelve. It's about a high school football team out of the Midwest and their coach Tim Willis, who uh, coached his uh, final game. And it's a 20-year celebration that happened out there. And they have a unique way of motivating their players uh, and a great history. And it's just a, it's a really solid Midwest football story that I think a lot of people yeah, enjoy. Yeah, it's going to go four consecutive weeks in mm-hmm. March, starting March 20. Starts March 26, 6th. continues into April. Um, join us for that. It's going to be an amazing, incredible story um, about a small Midwest town and their crazy football team. Okay, let's move it along. <laughs> See you guys next week. Now it's time for an installment of As Time Goes By, where we get to know Carlos Haro Jr. of Casablanca Restaurant in Venice, one minute at a time. Remember, if you mention Sports Stories with Denny Lennon to either Carlos Sr. or Carlos Jr. while you dine at Casablanca, you get a free dessert. Now, let's play it again with Carlos Jr. Um, Carlos, we're learning more about you and, and your family. Uh-huh. First of all, what's your favorite dish at Casablanca? Uh, my favorite dish is the calamari. Because uh, that's the first time I had calamari. Now, we do a calamari steak where we kind of pound the calamari. So mo- most people are used to the appetizer one where you see the like, squids. and bro- This one's just a pounded one. I had never – and it took me about – when I was a child, about f- about three or four years to figure out it was calamari. I just thought it was like, oh, this is a great thing. And then I actually saw a picture of a calamari. I'm like, is this wow. what I'm eating? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, but that is actually one of my favorite dish. Nice. Who uh, cooked it uh, at home, your mom uh, or your dad? The chef at Casablanca because my mom would always bring <laughs> – food from the restaurant. I don't think neither one ever cooked. That's uh, it's true. God, Christine called that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christine called that one. She goes, ask him who, uh, who cooked his mom or his dad, or do they have the chef? The chef always had. We always <laughs> like <laughs> Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is supported by the AAU. Find a local event and join at aausports.org. And remember, you can catch your favorite amateur sports live stream, replays, and highlights at BallerTV.com. Sports Stories, along with East Bay, supports the Heroes Movement, a nonprofit that bridges the gap from mental or physical therapy to getting strong again through strength and conditioning workouts. This free service is available for any veteran of the United States Armed Forces. Visit HeroesMovementUSA.org for more information. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is a production of Sports Stories, Inc. and is available on Apple Podcasts and YouTube or wherever you listen and watch. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review. It really helps spread the word. You can find all our social media links, archives, and other info on our website at sportsstoriespodcast.com. Special thanks to the John R. Wooden Course and Wooden's Wisdom. Original music for Sports Stories is courtesy of Lennon Music Productions. Original images by Sienna Lennon Photography. Sports Stories is produced by Marley Rice, edited by Bob McCall, and researched by Teresa Dolan. Additional staff include Christine Jimbo, Jake Downey, Ray Castro, and Buck Magic Lennon. Yep, I don't know why they have me in this getup. But I'm supposed to announce Sports Stories with Danny Lennon. He's my master. Kick it out, Buck. Yeah, that's me. Kick it out, Buck.